You're listening to the most fraudulent F1 podcast with Dan, a.k.a. Engine Mode 11. I secretly moonlight as helmet Marco at race weekends. And Blake, a.k.a. Break. Echo chambers of farts and idiots on Twitter after races. It's the Engine Breaking F1 podcast. Boom, get it up yeah, right up there. <laughs> Blame Canada. Episode 31, <laughs> baby. We're, we are We are there. That's 31. 31, man. Yeah, We're 31. moving. Oh, my God. How have we done this? How have we done this? How have we not been canceled, kicked off the internet? Oh, Canada. Mm. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that. So welcome to the Engine Breaking Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Blake, a.k.a. Break. Um, I was going to do the fake AI thing again, but I couldn't do it because it was so wrong. Um, yeah, I used to be a performance engineer in Formula One, worked a bit at the factories as a simulator performance engineer. Um, so we know a bit of wheel sometimes, but I keep getting the comment on my normal F1 YouTube being like, who the hell is the Blake in the podcast versus the Blake on these videos? Cause I don't know this guy at all. I'm like, we can have fun. And that's what Dan and I do here. So tell us, tell us a little bit about you, sweetheart. Uh, I'm Dan, AKA engine mode 11. Uh, my main job is to shit post on Twitter. Um, and then I have a part-time job as a consultant for the UK government, believe it or not. Um, I'm probably on some certain lists, I'm sure, by now. Um, Which lists are those? No, I don't know. But I, I passed all my security checks, so it can't be that bad. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm six years at Red Bull, senior system engineer, glorified way of saying giving you off some staff and the Wi-Fi code. Um And yeah, so there you go. And for regular listeners, I did mention this briefly earlier but I'll, I'll i'll do it again uh i've moved office so if you're not watching Ooh. live i'm now in a new space uh unfortunately my artistic decisions has acoustically fucked the room so if i sound a bit weird it's a known issue and we're working on it and that's it really yeah sorry i had to, I had to do that but uh, like so this is this is your new this is the dad shed now um yep Little little dudes taking over the office. Now you've got your own dedicated space for streaming and gaming. Now the the most important question that I have for you is, do you have room for a sim setup in there? I definitely. I reckon I could if I if I yeah, yeah you can try hard enough. Then yeah. Okay. Sweet. So oh, look, is there any got, sim companies kind of... out there? <clears throat> Send me free shit. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll 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 abuse it, use it, give you feedback, everything else. Uh, it's gonna happen. So yeah, we'll give you. Uh, a little... Let me. Oh, to, to, let me let me talk to some people. We'll, we'll get it in. But uh, I'm looking forward to doing some more iRacing. Um, we don't have anything planned. I think I'm doing the 24 hours of Spa in the GT with uh, Grand Pooh Bear and his crew. And we haven't talked about anything yet. So I'm going to go start working on a, a setup. And I had a, I had a little birdie give me some sweet tips for setting up the Ferrari in my ear the other day. So uh top secret oh, you, shit, you down that rabbit hole now of like yeah race engineering virtual fucking endurance cars well here's here's the weird thing about that now we'll get into the canada review and everything else and we'll tell you everything that's in the episode but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fill you guys in on what's going on with us so i've i've after watching the 24 hours of nurburgring after going to the 24 hours of Le Mans for the first time the 100th anniversary of the week um, first of all, I can't get that beautiful Camaros V8 sound out of my head. It, it goes through my head every four minutes since then. And uh, I just get this rush and this great feeling. Uh, but I've also got the itch. You said you should virtual see a doctor race. about that. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's a good one. So I've got this itch and like 
when we started doing uh, like some simple strategy for endurance races and I racing around the Glen the other week, I was like, fuck, I kind of miss this. And uh, after going to the Lamar, I was like, I kind of miss this. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking... Don't fall into the trap of being on well, one side of the fence and thinking, aha, I miss being on the other side. Because you, here's the you deal. know, you know. Well, here's the deal. Um, in a lot of GT and sports car series, the, the, a lot of the engineers are freelance. Not in every series. Like, for example, if you're working for a hypercar team in WEC, you're probably a full-time employee. But uh, P2, which is not going to be in WEC next year, it'll be in Le Mans, but not in the endurance championship. There's a GT World Challenge, which is like six endurance races and a couple tests a year. Yeah, it's just I'm, because I'm they don't have up. such a big schedule. Is yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's like time. yeah, exactly. So it's like if I could do ten weeks of contracting, probably learn the series as a performance engineer, but honestly, a race engineer. Andres is in the chat, who's in the industry, doing a little bit of. He's a bit of a performance guru in the sports car world. He's like he's been egging me on for ages like you should try it you should try i'm like nah, nah, nah. but finally i've recovered from the formula one trauma uh of full-time race engineering for six years uh, performance engineering at the track and the race engineering group fine but i just that's too much for me and it's just like i just want to learn something new so we'll see we'll see but there's opportunities in the sim racing as well so i'm exploring some of those uh from an engineering point of view but it's um you know what well i'll say this it's a good time to be a motorsport fan right now. You've got Formula One regulations that are, cars are starting to converge. And we'll talk about that. You've got a super healthy IndyCar racing series that's just super dramatic. I did not get to catch the uh, Road America race this week. I want to go back and watch the highlights. Um, WEC with the hypercars coming in, it's a great time to be a motorsports fan. And if you're not, you need to be because the, the selection that you have right now and the variety. Yeah. I mean, if you're not a motorsports fan, I have no fucking clue how you stumbled across this podcast, but hey, thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to the Traeger barbecue section of the, uh, the podcast uh, later. Yeah, but we're splitting our audience between barbecue meat enthusiasts and uh, yeah. motorsport. Yeah, exactly. But what what are we um what are we going to get into for this episode? What's what's what do we have uh, well, in store think- for our listeners and viewers today? Let's talk our usual shit and give our uneducated opinions that nobody asked for for the Canadian Grand Prix. Um, that seems to go down quite well with everyone. Um, perhaps maybe we'll also put some Fraud Watch entries in there. And Ooh. hey, maybe even an Engine Good Boy Award. And then uh, I believe we've got some report cards from our random fandom for the weekend. Ooh. Yeah, and that's where we, we basically got accused of being too biased and only gassing up Red Bull. So we've made a specific effort to follow a team throughout the weekend and just try to give them a, an honest report card and you know what would we do differently what would we do better um obviously they should hire us as consultants because of our expertise on this podcast and Absolutely. so on and so forth but uh yeah. i've got a question i got a question for our listeners and for you um i think we might have the opportunity to go to a formula one race this season but I see all of our other friends in the podcast and the content space doing a really good job of being like interactive, engaging with crowds and fans and stuff at races. I'm not sure that's either of us, is it? Do you think we're still a bit too bitter? It's like, hey, let's invite the engine breaking podcast and they can just film content and walking around for three days, just shaking their heads and tussing at everything. Like, that's just, <sighs> wouldn't have done that. Well, there's your yeah, problem. Yeah, not what I'd have done. Uh, them race cars got too much drag on them, son. You need yeah, to, need but, to, 
we should uh, we should blag a European race, and then just go on a three day bender with the Dutch. We just there's a um, paintball store in the town. I can get some orange smoke grenades. We can just get smashed and just do a podcast half cut with some orange flares going off in the background. I mean, I mean, what, we could, what more we, do they want? We could do a podcast every day, maybe at a campsite at Spa. Yeah, be like, hey, how you doing, sir? Introduce yourself to the pod. How do you feel about Traeger Grills? Could you tell me what the best local <laughs> butcher at uh, Spa is? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll, let's talk after this because I think I've got some people that can help. We just need some other people that can help. And then it would be a very worthwhile trip. And, uh, yeah, I think we'd have some fun. I think we would definitely have some fun, even though it's not Le Mans 24. But that's, there's not a yet. good reason why that's, yeah, it's not yet. Not yet. But, anyway, what do you think of these, um, yeah, what do you think of these corner store meatballs, Dan? Blah. Yeah, I can give my review of all the food wagons. <laughs> to- trackside toilet review. Ah, oh, shit. You know what? That would be the thing we'd have to do. Like, start in the uh, campsites, then go get somebody to sneak us into the paddock and review the toilets. Yeah. Um, and then also, probably depending on the local laws, uh, get banned from Twitch because Dr. Disrespect got banned from Twitch back in the day for filming an interview in uh, California in the toilets. Yeah. So we wouldn't be able to film the toilet, but I could artistically draw it on a piece of A4 paper and sort of, you know, like, Bob Ross it, be like, this is what the toilet looked like, these brown stains here, there are some questionable fluids on this section of the wall. Yeah, with the stains. Well, anyway, like, um, if, if you're new to this episode, if you're new to this podcast, you've made it this far, what's wrong with you, first of all? But yeah. let's get into it. Let's, let's get into the Canadian Grand Prix weekend review. And we're going to start with some build-up, and uh, hopefully we're going to cure that build-up and unclog it and get to qualifying in just a second. But why don't you, why don't you talk to me about what happened this weekend and was there any was there any really big news stories going into the weekend so i'm gonna i'm gonna say no um but as our beautiful listeners and community like to remind me there probably is something really big i've forgotten so if there is you can just insert it here and we'll just pretend that i said it um but no why don't we just go straight to the absolute shit show that was fucking friday well let's start first of all with the thing is the the wall that they added between turn one and two, which made you rejoin in the middle of turn two, 90 degrees to the track. And it's just like, you who, guys are idiots. Like, yeah, who, who signed that off? That would have gone through several meetings and committees, and every single one of those people need to be drowned in a vat of maple syrup. Yeah, I think that was somebody trying to justify having a job. Like, you know, we need to change something. Why don't we put a wall here? for safety so they can rejoin the track at 90 degrees to traffic and get fucking t-boned it's like have you have you played carmageddon that's what they were trying to recreate it's carmageddon yeah that that design was not very canadian friendly of no no i'm sorry i'm apologizing for them so yeah i hated that (sighs) that was terrible but they kept it all the way until saturday like ah you know what yeah we'll okay 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 we'll 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 fix it yeah, oh, that's yeah. an L. That's an L. But let's let's talk about free practice one. Talk to me. Uh, well, it was action packed uh, free practice one. So uh, Gasly caused a red flag uh, because the now they've made a very very big point of pointing this out. It was his spare steering wheel that failed. So here's a question for you, and I think I've answered it myself in my head. But would you test spare items out on the Friday? Yeah. 
because it makes sense, right? Now, yeah. thinking about it out loud, like you'd put the spare wheel on on a Friday FP1 and be like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, the spare works, okay. Yeah, sure. So, so, yeah. Like, the spares, how that typically works is steering wheels are typically a life component because there's electronic switches that can go through a number of cycles before they start to lose the guarantee that they'll work. The, the carbon fiber structure is not usually a problem, so structure is not a thing, but it's more the electronics and those things go through shitloads of vibrations. We know the Formula One cars have those good vibrations. Um, so the steering wheels are life and they do get retired after a certain period of time. And you always have a spare steering wheel for the car. And one thing that's worth noting is most teams, one of the people, be the systems person or the control systems engineer, will have the spare steering wheel with them and they will be changing the rotaries to whatever the driver set them to so that if they say, right, steering wheel failure, we're going to change the steering wheel. That steering wheel always has the correct rotary settings when they hand it to the driver and the mechanics will swap the wheel and well, stop. There you go. I, I didn't even know that. I learned something new today as well. Yeah, that's 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 the kind of quality. All right now we need to get into straight shit housing because yeah, we dropped was, some. That was the most facts. professional we've sounded in ages. So let's uh, yeah, we dropped some facts on them, but like yeah, but it it is common to like right. We're gonna run the the spare wheel for free practice one just to make sure everything's right. So they they red flag the session because the steering wheel was fucked. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and um, it must have had a computer virus on it or something because it quickly spread to the entire trackside infrastructure and uh, we lost CCTV around the track, um, which was suboptimal and uh, we never got the session restarted because of it. And that's now, wild, isn't it? That's wild, but it makes sense though, right? Like the CCTV is super important so that the marshals and the FIA can see what's going on if there's any safety issues that aren't captured by the car's cameras. But I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm definitely saying that was possibly the right thing, but at the same time, is anybody even uh, watching I those think. fucking cameras? Because we remember we had in in Jeddah Lance's car. They're like, oh, we don't yeah. know where he is on the GPS, and it's like his. I'm watching his fucking roll hoop cam, which you have access to as well, and you can't see that he's successfully pulled outside. But you pull out a safety car VSC because you can't confirm where he is. Open your fucking eyes. Yeah, don't rely on the technology. But this yeah. the only person that I remember fucking using it was Jonathan Wheatley. Um, when he sat on the pit wall, he used to have the um, driver tracker on. And so there's a system at every track um, and basically ties up with a GPS. And as the car is going around the track, it switches the CCTV, showing you the car going around the track, basically. And that's fed uh, through like old school analog, what they call it, the, uh, not the AUX cable, but you, no, you, but know, you know what I mean. Coax, that's the one. Thank you. Yeah. And it's yeah, like no, no. old school, it'll never fail until now. But yeah, no, he was yeah, the only yeah. person I ever saw use it. Yeah, but that's one of those things. Like, yeah, I didn't realize that actually, but like, I think it's usually the team manager and maybe one of the person that'll have that channel. And it's, it is those, I only ever saw that at testing because maybe sometimes at testing, I would go out and sit on the pit wall, but usually in testing, they pack the pit wall up. But bah. so free practice one in the bin, free practice two was extended to a generous 90 minutes to make up for the loss of time. Mm. Yeah, back to the original 90 minutes. You Didn't know. miss that. Oh, Didn't miss that. Bring it back. 90 minutes. Come on, bring it back. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Because that's, that's one of the things as well, though. It's like the Lamar event was so fucking... I'm, I'm not I'm not apologizing for this. It's a fucking great event. The event was awesome because there was so much track time. And the race is 24 fucking hours long. 
And there's so many people that can win it. Whereas like from the one weekends, it's like, yeah, I know that you've probably only, uh, yeah, you can only afford a Friday ticket and you might have to work the weekend. So you'll come out and, oh, you missed an entire session, which was only an hour. So we'll give you another 30 minutes for free practice too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but hey, even that was not smooth sailing because uh, Nico Hulkenberg's car quickly remembered it was powered by a Ferrari and uh, the decided, new technology. decided to burn itself down. The external combustion engine strikes again. Yep, they were testing that oh. out again. Ciao. Ciao. Fucking hell. Great. Uh, River Dirty. Bang. Yeah, exactly. Uh, strategy mode switch Arrivederci. Mode switch Arrivederci. Confirm. Uh, engage. Explode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he wasn't the only. Was... He wasn't the only one though. No, no, no. Um, our favorite. Our favorite French. Uh, Mecha Chrome powered Renault rebadged Alpine friends. Um, Ocon's car had a water pressure issue, so he had to to abandon his car as well. So a bit of a poor start for the French. I'm afraid. I I don't have any love for the Mecha Chrome stuff. I, I, I there's a lot of war stories that I actually probably shouldn't talk about, and I won't <laughs> talk about because we'll save that I don't for want... engine breaking after dark. Yeah, or maybe uh, our uh, yeah, I don't know. Are we going to do some Patreon content at some point? Oh, I don't know. That's just effort. Can't people just yeah. give us their money for nothing instead? That, that <laughs> yeah, would just be exactly. so much easier. What's the link? Buy me a coffee, engine braking, um, and we'll maybe we'll who fucking there. knows anymore? Who knows? Just, who knows? Look, if you want to donate us some money, just write it on an envelope to Dan and Blake. Drive down the street, put five euros, five dollars, five pounds in it, whatever. Just yeah. chuck it out the window and just give a little. And it will magically find its way here to the offices. It'll be fine. Uh, the coal shed. I love it. I love yeah. it. Oh, uh, free practice three. I, I was actually, I had the in-laws in town this weekend, so I didn't catch much Friday uh, or Saturday morning, but I did see that signs managed to spin and take the entire nose of his car off. We don't see that very often. Uh, I don't know if he sheared the pins, but those are not supposed to come off. The, the nose is there as a impact attenuator for head-on crashes to absorb. And that's why they crash test them at Cranfield on a big weighted sled and slam into a fucking wall. And if you haven't seen them, go look up a FIA nose crash test. Um, there's some cool videos on YouTube of that shit. Definitely check it out. Yeah, he uh, quick, quick released his front wing into a barrier. Yeah. He, he now this is this is free practice three, maybe even free practice two, but free practice three was the start of Carlos Sainz's tear tour of terror. He basically decided to drive in the middle of the road going down to the final chicane on his prep laps so that anybody on a time lap could not pass. And but like in the dry, there's no water spray in the air, and it's easy to see that, like, right, okay, there's fucking Carlos again being completely clueless. And I, I had to think long and hard about this. And I, part of it was like, the engineers aren't telling him that there's cars coming. But he's clearly halfway attempting to make space, driving in the middle of the fucking road. Like, that's him just being careless. And I know his engineers sometimes appear to have not great comms. That was him being a fucking robot. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Spanish Inquisition held its uprising in uh, the Canadian Grand Prix this weekend. <sighs> Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like you, yeah, was I was so baffled. Like, the first time, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, shit happens. Second time, mm, okay. But like the third or fucking fourth time, it's like, you guys need to sit down and have a strong word with yourselves. This is, what's going on here? 
Yeah, it was it was wild. But let's go. Let's, 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 why don't we talk about qualifying? Because we get even more of that. We just keep talking about the exact same topic. Like, and we didn't even change sessions. Um, hours later. Yeah, Control so, C, Control V, just change the title to qualifying. Yeah. So qualifying, and I said this before, wet and mixed weather condition sessions, qualifying and races are going to be the savior of the season. It's relatively predictable right now. And again, we had another wet qualifying session and it was kind of a fucking banger for a couple of reasons. Um, Qualifying in the wet, we've talked about this before, you typically fill the tank with fuel, fuel for the whole session. You don't fuel for just three or four laps and then three or four more laps. You fuel for the whole session, put on the best tires at the time. And if the track gets better or worse, you change tires in the pit lane to save time. Time is of the essence. We're going to talk about several instances of that. Any lap that you're on could be the best conditions you get the entire session or, or for the entire qualifying session. So uh, Q1, what happens? Another red flag. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I know it was um, Joe, but I, I missed sort of, apparently he had some car issues, but he managed to get it running. So I'm not really sure. Why it was the red after flag was they there. red flagged it. Right. So it looked like it looked like he was stopped and they weren't going to resolve it. He was on the exit of turn seven, um, which was the the right hander on the outside of this six seven change of direction section. And it looked like he was stranded. So they're like, right, we'll red flag it. But once the session's red flagged, they can't really unred flag it. You have to pull everybody back into the pit lane and then they have to give a session start time. Yeah, it's so, like a procedure, isn't it? Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But so they didn't, they, they followed that one. Um, and the circuit was starting to dry throughout that session. And uh, Gasly was on the receiving end of attempted manslaughter by signs, and he does not make it through uh, to yeah. Q2. And he clearly, like, he was up, way up. Spanish all he had to do. And French relations are, are an all time low, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the yeah. Eurozone is in crisis. Yeah, we, we don't know what's going to happen soon, but we're going to have to, uh, we'll have to have a battle. Uh, but Frexit. this is where it, Frexit. This is where it gets interesting, though. We go into Q2, and we can see that the, there's a drying line forming during Q1, but turn one, two still looks pretty damp. Albon and the Williams team go big. They risk it. He rolls out on soft tires, and Leclerc's rolling down the pit lane, and he says to his engineer, we need to be on slicks. And the engineer says, nope, get a lap in. So... A lot of people were like, the Ferrari pit wall don't listen to them. And I agree, the Ferrari pit wall do not listen to the drivers very often, and very often the drivers are right. But in this instance, I'm going to say they kind of made the right call. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm like, surely you want to get at least one in on slick, uh, inters, because if you go out on slicks and you bin it, that's it, your qualifying's done. And you look like a Ellen. bot. It's one of those things, yeah. isn't it, where if it works, you look like a hero. If it doesn't work, you look like a bell end. So who yeah. who really wins out of this situation? Yeah, and that's that's a good point because the other piece of information which we all had is it looked like the weather was going to arrive in about six minutes, which is effectively three and a bit laps. So if you commit to the enter and don't change immediately, you are very likely to run into the weather when it falls. But Everybody else at that time was out on inters, bar Alex Albon. I think Norris converted early to a slick. Uh, he was one of the first adopters of the slick, but everybody else set a banker. And I think mm. the banker is super, super important. Yes, it might not be the optimum lap, but literally, let's say that Alex absolutely heroes it and gets the lap in. 
you that's only you, there's nine other places in Q3 available. Mm. All you have to do is set the lap. So Albon sets his time lap on like the third time lap. So they clearly the track is drying and improving, and there's probably a little bit of soft tire warm. The track is cold and wet. Yeah. Um, but people were like, ah, and I I totally agree. And I had a disagreement yesterday, but I I, I totally get their point of view. It's like typically the pit wall don't listen to the drivers. And I, I see that. But in this instance, the, the, the pit wall made the right call on that. Signs yeah. was signs was clear to Q3, but why not Leclerc? Well, I was just going to go back a bit and say that sticking Albert on slicks is a gamble of a certain percentage that yeah. Williams should take because they're normally towards the back of the grid. Whereas Ferrari, it's like, you don't really need to make such a uh, low percentage need, sort of. You need to get into Q3. Yeah. You don't need to be the fastest. You literally just need to get into Q3 there. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that was the right decision from them in this instance. I said it for the first time in a while. You did. But yeah. Um, yeah. And then it all fucks up. So. Yeah. But here's the thing though. I mean, Leclerc was really upset about the whole thing, but he was on the same run cycle as Sainz. And on the lap where Sainz goes fastest of his times in Q2 on the on the slick, because they finally do convert to the slicks, Leclerc bends it. He bails out of the final chicane because he's carrying too much speed and he outbreaks himself and he misses it. If he had done that, he would have had the exact same lap time as, as Sainz and he would have been clear through to Q3. But he's like, oh, the team don't listen to me. It's like, all you had to do is put the lap together. And he realistically had only one lap to do it. And that was the perfect lap. And that's what wet qualifying is like. And I'm, I can't do any better. Look, I'm sat here. I'm not driving a car any better, but the engineers did a good I mean, job engineering. Tell Charles to fuck off. I'll play the <laughs> piano. I'll release a couple of songs on Spotify and I'll drive around and hit a couple of barriers. I'll fucking do it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'll be signs. I'll just impede people all the time then. But yeah, yep. warm up in the track conditions did play a factor, but the lap was there. And there was a window of about two minutes. So depending on where you were at on the track, the tire, the track was ready for softs. Um, everybody that had switched had enough temperature in the softs. But um, Checo, here's another thing. Checo doesn't make it through. He, no. He's on the same, he's on the same, I believe he's on the same run plan as Max. He has a really super slow outlap. He has a shit lap. And then he boxes for enters. And the time that he's boxed for enters, if I'm calling this for correctly, Mac, that's when Max set his lap. So he basically bailed out after one shit lap and Max set it on his second time, I believe. But he's, he was not happy with the car in the wet all week and he was no, quite far off. There's something I'm starting to notice about Checo. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. And that's when you have to do more than one lap of warming up your tires, he struggles to Ooh. work the tires. And I've noticed this now. Every time that he's had a bit of a stinker, it's yeah. because he's had to do more than one warm-up lap. Now, I don't know if he takes too much out of them in the two laps or whatever, or if he's not working them hard enough. I don't know. But there's, there's a weird pattern starting to emerge there, which is it's a little bit of that. He used to be known for being really good with tires, but he just... That's you know. an interesting one. That is a super interesting one. I haven't even thought about that at all, but it's like, I think it's the adaptability factor. It's like, yeah, the tires aren't ready. It's like, right, well, just ease into them and do another lap. And I think looking at this specifically his outlap was like six seconds slower than Max's and on a drying track on a soft tire that's marginal on temperature that can have a huge impact on your prep for the first lap. And if you don't get a good read from the first lap and you're not confident in it, you're not going to put more temperature into them. And, and this track's not easy to warm up tires on. It's lots of straights, 
a couple breaking zones and a couple chicanes. You're kind of in and out of the corners quickly. It's not like you're, you know, there's lots of light high speed corners to lean on the tires like Spa or something like that, which is another super mm. tricky circuit. But this, um, Paris, this circuit is quite unique in that you do get some uh, corners that adapt in real time. Uh, they're called um, gophers and you have to sort of avoid them as they run across the track. So, you know, the track, Gary survived. Yeah. Gary the, the gopher survived this weekend. The track layout is constantly evolving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Perez hasn't made Q3 in three races. No. Compare that to, let's say, oh, here we go. Second driver slander. This is, I'm not, I'm not trying to start. Go on. Fuck it. it. All right. Okay. <laughs> Battery Potas got what? hundred Q3 appearances in the Mercedes. What's your fucking hmm. excuse, Checo? Ouch, man. He definitely wasn't vibing with it this weekend, though. Like the whole weekend, it was just off. And then even we'll get back to the race in a minute. But yeah, well, it's nice, man. Um, in but in Q two, we lost the Claire Perez, Stroll, Magnussen, and Bottas. Obviously, in the Alfa Romeo, not in the Mercedes. Oof. Yeah, unless we've gone back in time. No, uh, Q three is actually a pretty quick one. Honestly, I don't think there's a whole lot to say. So session starts wet. Uh, it gets wetter. Piastri red flags it by taking the rear off of his car, and the track gets worse, so nobody goes any better. Uh, Hulkenberg, P2, Alonso, P3, Verstappen, P1. Um, but Hulkenberg gets a three place oh, penalty he does. because he, and I, I've got, I got, I got words. I got words. So Hulkenberg gets a three place penalty for not going slow enough under the safety car delta. The official document says he was not going excessively fast, but he failed to adhere to the, to the minimum lap time regulation, which is basically a, a lap time target on his dash. And it was giving him tones and he was super confused about it. But I went back and watched the radio or listened to the radio. You watched watch watch the radio? Yeah, I watched it. It was like the top quality analysis you get from the Engine Breaking podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I was watching the radio. So um, under red flag conditions, there's a status message sent to the standard ECU. And it's like, you're under a red flag. I'm going to show you the red flag delta time. Now there's some confusion with switches and modes from his engineer. And he's like, it's beeping like fuck in my ears. Am I going too fast or too slow? I think I'm going too slow. So he speeds up and his engineer says, no, you need to slow down. And he's super confused by this. And the beeping is basically the beeps get closer, further apart, how far away you are from the Delta time. Yeah. So in like, case you need to be heads up, you're looking and you can hear like, oh, okay, beep, 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 beep. Oh, I need to slow down. Yeah. Imagine the stress of driving around a racetrack and just in your ear constantly, you've just got. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, and that's that's annoying. We used to have that for um, if you hadn't activated the DRS during the race when it was active, you'd hear you'd have a thing going off or like a tone over and over to tell you to push the DRS dummy. But most of the drivers been that because as soon as the system falls over, you just have beeps in your ears and you got to go a bunch of failed default modes in the steering wheel. And it's a pain in the butt. But the thing that bothered me was if there's like I remember when I was at the track, the perform the Delta lap time that shows up on the dash. Um, there's a control systems engineer, there's a race engineer, and there's performance engineer that should all see that number on their Atlas display page as their telemetry viewer. If your driver's, you know, negative on that number, all, everybody, the performance controls engineer should be in the race engineer's ear telling him, tell him to go two seconds slower, tell him to go two But The race engineer was talking to him about, like, other people's lap times. And it's like, mate, you're, you guys are about to get a fucking penalty. So... That was that was a weird one to me. Yeah, yeah. It What's was, happened? So uh, this, this uh, there's some weird noises. I think my shed <laughs> is haunted. 
Um, but I've just figured it out, chat, and I'm going to attempt to do this live, and there's every chance I might end up losing the camera here, but no, I don't think I can get it down low enough. But there, there you go. There's a dog here. Look. Oh, my God. I yeah. see. I saw a tail. I'm going to have to install a uh, webcam for dog cam. Dog cam. Oh, my God. But yeah, like that was one of those weird things. It's like if your driver is not following the lap time delta, that's a penalty coming. That, that should be the only thing. Like don't tell him any other fucking information until you get that sorted. But they were kind of like, oh, yeah, so-and-so has done this and that. It's like, wow. But yeah, that was, that was frustrating. So uh, Hulkenberg starts P5. Yeah, and again, I think we did this uh, before, um, but I need to reiterate my apology for calling Nico uh, Hulkenberg washed and mid. Um, he's think, doing all right. Yeah, he's doing all right. I can't. There's no basis for my slander this year. No, no. I, I think I think he's he's doing very well. So that was it. Wet qualifying is always fun. Wet, dry, mixed qualifying is the fucking best, and I love it. But um, yeah, it was your top five, your top five in quality, you should house it because we thought it was gonna be wet, and you're like, let's throw some jokers on the board. You had Norris, Russell, Stroll, Alonso, Magnussen. You had the wrong Haas close yeah no i didn't do too bad no i i don't think i was great i had i was missing i was missing i had verstappen alonzo hamilton perez and stroll yeah your uh, top three for qualifying was the podium for the race you got it yeah. way around yeah exactly damn it but um since we're here why don't we uh want to do that little thing real quick hmm, let's do our little thing real quick and ladies and gentlemen uh, we're just going to quickly do this live and see if the soundboard works. So everyone cross your fingers. Hello, it's me again. Just to tell you that we are continuing our deal with NordVPN. Give you an exclusive offer. You can get it by going to nordvpn.com engine to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan and four additional months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. They have a super simple app that you can use on your phone, your tablet, your PC. And it's something that I've used myself for years and I've been completely happy with it the entire time. And it's just in time to get around that potential geographical restrictions for F1 TV. Obviously, I can't say you should do that because that's probably illegal, but you know. So yeah, go to nordvpn.com slash engine so me and Blake can feed our families. Thank you. So I can heat my coal shed that I'm now in. Uh, um, yeah. Where, where, where are you quickly, keeping your coal? Uh, oh, I don't need it anymore. I just burn all the HR paperwork I've got saved up from Red Bull. Um, <laughs> I will quickly say, uh, they haven't officially said anything, but I have an inkling that there is some changes happening to the deal come July. So if you're still humming and ahhing about it, get it done before July. Yeah, seriously. So I, I use NordVPN because I use F1 TV Pro and it's the best way to watch Formula One. You get all the feeds, you get international feed, you get the Sky feed, you get the F1 TV feed. Those those are only two of them. Um, and you can use MultiViewer for F1, which is the best way. I've got the timing screen. I've got the race gaps. I've got five feeds, the main feed. I've got race control messages, the AI um, transcriptions of all the radio messages in text, which is perfect for me when I'm streaming because I'm be like, who said this? Who said this? I don't have to have them in my ear all the time. I can just look down and read it. Honestly, uh, MultiView for F1 and uh, F1 TV Pro, but most people that I know will need uh, a VPN to use it. So uh, I've been okay, using it for over a year. We just travel to our French Riviera home every weekend to watch the races, don't we? Oh, oh, oh. oui, oui, oui. Oh, enchanté. 
Moi chante. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, but yeah, did, real quick, did anybody, if you're listening to the podcast, you're in the live stream over on Twitch right now, did you watch the ESPN coverage with uh, Daniel Ricardo, the like alternative uh, coverage that did? I didn't watch it. I can't see it because I don't have ESPN. But if you guys saw it, leave us a comment what you thought of it because I'm curious to just to see what you think. Um, but yeah, there, I heard a bunch of mixed reviews about it. And mm. I think I'm, I'm probably in an echo chamber of people that didn't enjoy it, but uh, that's not everybody that don't trust the Twitter echo chamber of fonts and idiots. I don't know. I should get. That's, maybe that's what we can do. Fuck it. We're gonna go to Spa, right? And uh, we're gonna basically food poison all the Sky F1 pundits, and we're gonna replace them. And it's just gonna be on us on like the okay. UK. Be like, yeah, yeah, it's us. We broke the budget cap for Red Bull. Take that, British fucking media. <laughs> you fucking wankers. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> fucking Lewis Hamilton <laughs> mid and washed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, that's not fine. Sorry. Uh, let, let me clear this up. I hate all drivers equally. All right. Yeah. How do you feel about Nick DeVries right now? Mid and washed. Get him out. Get him out. Go on, lad. Go on, lad. But uh, let's let's talk about the, the the Canadian Grand Prix. Eh? What's that all about? Uh, we had a wet qualifying, so everybody had a full assortment of tires. Pirelli expected a mixed one or two stop, and that's what we got. Uh, the two stop was faster, but we had some bold players on that daring one stop, and uh, a couple in particular that were that were quite nice. Um, what did you, what did you think of the race before we get into it? Like. I know we've, we're, we're, we're slating the F1 a little bit right now because sometimes it's not, mm. it's not great, but I'm kind of, I'm enjoying it for what it is right now. I mean, yeah, I, so I, it's hard for me to give a sensible answer because obviously Sunday was Father's You're not Day. Sensible. Yes, sir, I'm not sensible. Sunday was Father's Day, uh, so I sort of had to do dad duties. Um, so I didn't watch it live. I ended up sort of watching it in bits and pieces on catch-up in the evening and a bit more this morning, so... I didn't have the full uninterrupted experience. Um, yeah. I didn't hate it. I think I quite enjoy Canada as a track. Uh, I Love think it. it's an incredible venue and a place and a vibe. And if anyone's looking for like a bit of a alternative place to go to, to watch an F1 race from the normal. Uh, the, yeah. The city is great. The city is spectacular. I cannot recommend Montreal high enough. Um, it's one of my favorite races on the calendar. Cal uh, Montreal, uh, Austin, Suzuka, Budapest. Uh, absolute fucking bangers, those uh, spa. Uh, I don't know if Austria is spectacular for guests, but I like it because we stayed close to the track. Mm. I'd go cycling around there. There was a cool, like some cool, like, you know, Austrian family style restaurants that were fantastic. Uh, they had this very strange bowling alley in one of them as well because the balls are like really small. They're like grapefruit size, not bowling ball size. It was really strange. I don't know there if there's go. any Austrians. More, more cutting about edge. This. In, uh, insights there from the engine braking podcast Aust austria's got small balls yes mini um, bowling is any, that a thing any any Aust austrians listening if you could let us know why you've got such small balls in your alleyways we'd love to know okay sounds like sounds like skittles rather than bowling fair enough but uh let's let's talk about the, the race a lot Sorry, of people yeah, are saying the race um let's, no but like a lot of people are saying like right well we need to spice it up because we need some variations and strategies this weekend we had several of the top players out of order because of the wet qualifying, which is why I fucking love it. And then we had some alternative strategies and I liked it. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think it really fucking matters, really, because you can do whatever fucking strategy you want. Max Verstappen's still going to win. <laughs> the <laughs> man is inevitable. And he, and he like, fucking they even tried to fucking rocket RPG a fucking chicken through his fucking brake duct, and he was still winning the damn race. I mean, yeah. what's it going to take to stop this man? Yeah. Yeah, but um, so here's here's kind of how the race unfolded. Uh, Sergeant Shunt causes a safety car around. Uh, was this Shunt or a car issue? I completely forgot about because I was so excited by the the safety car. Uh, sorry, which one was this? Sergeant, uh, the, the early race safety car. Like I completely blanked uh, out. No, that. I think he had um uh, a failure and he had to pull over. Oh, they're like park the car, yeah, Lance, yeah. Logan. Sorry, Logan, Lance, same guy. Why? Car Jesus. issue, engines. Fine. Oh, God. I told you guys it was a fraudulent podcast. But so um, here's what happened. Safety car, lap 12. Now, unfortunately, uh, Magnuson pits the lap before that. Or was it Hulkenberg pits the lap before that. So he misses out and that fucks him. Um, we'll come back to him in a second. So Perez, Leclerc, and Sainz stay out. Um, Perez goes to a hard, but Fry started on the hard. So they went to the, the medium. Sorry. Perez was on hard. He stayed out, and Ferrari were on mediums, and they stayed on those. And we're thinking, right, Perez staying out makes sense, but it's like, how long can the medium go if they missed out on a free stop? But as a result of this play, Ferrari converted effectively 10th, 11th on the grid to a 5-6. Interestingly enough, though, from the radio transcripts, it seems like the engineers were telling them to box, and they were like, no, no. And the main reason why this strategy worked is we'll get back to it in a second, they avoided the Albon train. And but basically what they avoided was having to overtake slower cars. They stayed out. They got track position. The only thing that was questionable was how long was that medium going to last. But they made it work. And they were all right. They weren't disgustingly fast, but they were all right. Uh, front of the race, as you said, Verstappen inevitably won the race. Never really under threat. Uh, Alonso and Hamilton swapped positions a few times. But... Verstappen only 9.5 seconds ahead of Alonso at the end of the race. And it's typically Verstappen has a pit stop in hand over his nearest Ugh. competitor. I love how we're celebrating. Oh, it was only 10 seconds this time. Wow. What wow. incredibly close racing. Oh, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's tough to say, have others closed up or not? And it looks to me, the, the, the Mercedes, um, Russell was doing well until he smacked the wall. Um, I'm surprised that car kept going because that was a fucking yeah, hit and a half. Yeah, yeah. certain parts of F1 cars are weird, right? So if you've seen me, I imagine the majority of you have now. I'm not slim or slender. I am powerfully built. Now, there's, I don't know about the new wings, but I know, I think it was a 2017 or 18 wing. Uh, someone said to me, oh, you can stand on it. And I was like, no, I can't. I was like, no, seriously, go stand on it. So I, in, during testing, I stood on the um just near the nose pylon bit and i'm at last like 100 kilos i'm a big guy completely fine but if you went to the side of the wing and kicked its end plate it would just shatter into a thousand pieces They're yeah like weirdly strong but only in one direction <laughs> yeah they're strong in all the certainly right places and then wrong places at the wrong time but like R russell clouded the wall super hard blew the edge of the rim off and came in they mechanics checked over it and sent him back out but ultimately he retired with brake issues so it looks like he had a bit of a cooling issue. Um, but yeah, the front of the, the front of the field, it looks like the Mercedes and Aston, of, at least of Alonso. <sighs> Potato, tomato. Uh, and I, it's kind of hard to say where the Ferraris were because they started so far out of order. Had they qualified, you know, um, second or third row, 
they probably would have stayed there as well. So I think Ferrari did a good job to turn that one around. Best they could have hoped for was P2, really, because Perez didn't, Perez was just struggling all weekend. Mm. Yeah. And Ferrari, of course, had the free grid place penalty for Carlos Sainz, Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that put them back a little uh, bit to start as well. We have, because we, everyone ended up with a fucking penalty. Who else did? Uh, Yuki Sonoda got one. Yeah. And Logan. Stroll. Yes, sorry. Not Stroll. Stroll or Sergeant? No, no, it was Stroll. Yeah, I'm getting it. Stroll, it was Stroll, yeah. yeah. You're fucking making me get confused between them now. It was DeVries. No, it should have been DeVries just on. It should have done. Oh, listen, he's driving that Alpha Tauri. That's fucking penalty enough this year. Fair. Fucking fair, mate. But, um, I mean, it, it was, I don't know if, have, have, has everybody closed up or was it just the fact that this was kind of like a, uh, straight line traction circuit nobody's struggling too much with tires and everybody could kind of do their pace because it looked like at various points hamilton was pushing alonzo was pushing uh max he looked like he was going to try a fastest lap and then backed out of it because it wasn't like it was clear that he could do it or maybe he just had a really good purple sector yeah someone maybe reminded him max you can't you've got a giant lump of fucking kfc in your brake vent at the minute mate maybe don't try a fastest lap yeah, um, I don't know how much that was impacting his race. I didn't hear them. I can't imagine it's much. optimal to have a dead fucking bird inside your fucking brake vent. It depends on where it is, though. Like, it could be inside the fence and not blocking a path, but yeah, it's probably not good. And if he was lifting and coasting more to keep the brakes under control, because what happened with uh, Russell is excessive brake wear. So the way that F1 brakes work is they don't work when they're too cold. And then once they get too hot, they start to wear a little bit more. And then once they get too hot, they go through a process called uh, oxidization. So that basically the material just starts to deteriorate super rapidly. And a lot of the, the carbon-carbon material in F1 has antioxidant coatings on it to prevent that from happening through the untouched places of the disc. But once you burn that shit off, uh, you're in trouble. It is confirmed that Max hit a, a bird because there's a, a video, a picture of one of the mechanics, I think it was Callum, holding up this poor mangled little thing that got in the way but uh it's it was there for sure but um yeah let's talk about the albon train going to extreme measures to save money on that catering budget (laughs) (laughs) stick that in your fucking traeger grill mate wouldn't fucking dare uh max you smell kfc cool the brakes exactly that but um let's talk about that let's talk about the williams albon train man right All hail Alex Alvin. What a guy. He's driving, he's driving the fucking wheels off that car, man. Yeah. And he was the only Williams that had the upgrades this this uh, weekend as well, didn't he? It was only on one mm. of them. Ooh, I'm not yeah. saying it was all, all down to the upgrades, obviously, as uh, Alex had some major part to play in that. But I'm just, just pointing it out there for you. Well, I, I think... The bottom line for Alex was uh, he won stop from a medium. So a medium race start at the safety car. He pits on a hard and he does 67 laps or so on that hard tire. And by doing so, he basically gets track position over everybody else. And you know what? Uh, he's fast enough in a straight line. Akon didn't stand a chance. So basically, if you look at the race trace that I put on Twitter um, this afternoon, He's got a train of Ocon, Stroll, Bottas, Piastri, Gasly, and Norris just behind him. Like they, I looked at some of the telemetry as well, which is in my Buy Me a Coffee report. 
findingcoffee.com uh, slash break, which is where I actually do qualifying and race analysis every week in a lot of detail, like a performance engineer would do in F1. Uh, but I don't get paid my F1 salary anymore to do that, unfortunately. But for the price of a coffee a month, you can see all of that. And I think there's some good value in that. But I go into a lot more detail on that. But yeah, there's a super huge train. Uh, the top speed of the Williams without DRS was plenty enough. Uh, Alcon only had like maybe a 10 kilometer an hour advantage with DRS on to his DRS off. And that wasn't enough to ever have a proper fucking go at it. So, uh, can you also confirm to me? I've seen this and I haven't double checked it. Yuki Tsunoda put the hard tire on lap three and then ran it all the way to the end of the race. Ooh, can I have uh, that confirmed? Because yeah. it's on the data I've got, and that just seems wild to me. I'm fairly fairly certain what, that what, happened. What were they cooking? I, I think that's right. Unless I missed something, but yeah, I mean, he's he's that could be a dataism, but it could be very well. I don't know. No, no, he he pit later. He pit later. There's something wrong with that. Something's missing from that. But anyway, incorrect data yeah. on the engine yeah. breaking podcast. Never, yeah. never. Well, I'm gonna substitute reality and uh, replace it with my own. Well done, Yuki Sonoda, for doing the entire race on one set of hard tires. He did, he definitely did stop on lap one. He came back around and put on another set of tires. But I, I think from the safety car, if, if that was the case, and I'm not sure, I need to double check in detail. Uh, but yeah. Oh, someone seems to think he did it on lap 34. He went from hard to hard. Well, that's what the race trace looks like. So <sighs> fuck your race trace. This, listen, I'm, I'm, the, I'm in charge now. I'm the captain now. I'm the data guy now. Nah, fair enough. But, um, so, all right, fair play, bro. But, uh, McLarens, I'll get back to the McLarens because they're on my random fandom. Um, yeah, Haas, Hulkenberg stopped before the safety car got screwed. Uh, he started from P5, didn't have pace to match the cars around him. Um, Magnussen stays out during the safety car, makes it up to P7, but as soon as everybody restarts, he falls back to P12. No pace. And then he has a tangle with DeVries later. Hulkenberg disappears, and they end up finishing 15th and 18th from 5th and 13th. Oh, Can't care. Yeah, I don't know. I'm big sad for the boys and girls there. Uh, I have, Yeah, that's wild. But uh, did you... Sorry, who was yeah, I just had a bit of an aneurysm there. I know you're looking at me to give you some, some info there, but I'll just... Fuck. Just, yeah, it's I, been a while. I've managed to go through nearly an hour without having my brain fade on me, and unfortunately, it has happened. Power cycle, real quick. Yeah, P zero, P zero. Yeah, yeah, but you had Magnuson and DeVries, Jan. What the uh, fuck was that about? I don't know. Like both of them had a fucking brain reset right during that. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, both of them I just, were me. I didn't. I didn't care too much about it at that point. I was just like, seriously, I just blame DeVries for everything because he seems like a fucking liability. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to complain too much because hey, I've pulled that exact same DeVries maneuver on people that piss me off in eye racing. So, well Fuck done, him. Nick. Well done. Your safety rating has not improved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but did you see? Was it was it Lando trying to get Ocon? Like, did you see how much the rear wing was flopping around? That was comical. Like spaghetti rear wing. Yeah, and I am really surprised that that did not get meatballed, meatball flagged. Was it was it broken, broken, or just flippity floppity in the, all the well, wrong places? The onboard from the rear, from what I looked and recall from watching it earlier, it was the end plate, so the bottom, because you know these these wings now sort of they 
connect at the bottom as well, don't they? On the on the beam wing, effectively. Yeah. So it was broken there, but the exhaust center mount was still intact. So it was just sort of like, ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, fuck it. Happens. But yeah, happens. No. I mean, I don't blame Lando for being like his wings fucked. Get him out of the way. I'd have done exactly the same. Yeah, I'm Lando's just, a better man than me because I'd have just nudged it to make it fall off. Yeah, I just want to just fucking overtake him then. Uh, what's the fun in that? <laughs> so let's get to the podium. Dan, you had Stroll, Alonzo, Russell because you were feeling like you were shit housing. Ah, I got I one had, of them right though. I had Verstappen, Perez, Leclerc because I believed. Uh, but we actually got Verstappen, Alonzo, Hamilton. So I got qualifying right for the race, but yeah, fuck it. Yeah, well, <sighs> Daddy Stroll said that he wanted a double podium from this weekend. Now, he got a double podium, Blake, but it wasn't in the race. Where did he get his double podium this weekend? I don't know. FP1. Oh, yeah. Because obviously... One, two? Yeah, it, no, it was uh, two and three with Bottas taking P1. Oh, of course, of course. On that one the lap, warm-up lap yeah, shootout. The only people that set times. Mm. Yeah, um, did, another one. Did you see Alonso doing the dive on the uh, the unsafe release? He's like, oh, 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 oh. he yeah, does the wobble, a, the pr- Premiership footballer style. Yeah, dive, yeah, dive, and then roll around a little bit. Toto taking the piss out of him. That was fucking hilarious. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. So the, the during the race, we had some milestones set. Verstappen, this is trivia time. Verstappen equals Senna for 41 wins for joint fifth of most win scoring driver. Who are the top four? Uh, sorry, what? Who's, who's got more race wins than them two? Yeah. Hamilton, obviously. Yep. Um, who's got more than Hamilton? Uh, Michael Schumacher. Ham- yeah, Hamilton has the most. Yeah. 103, Schumacher, Schumacher, second most, 91. Uh, Seb? Yep. How many? Oh, I don't know. More or less than 50. More. Yep. 53. Uh, and then you've you got him in order so far. Oh, okay. You've got him in. Prost. Yep. More or less than 50. That'd be less than, wouldn't it? Nice, 51. Oh, that's what I said. Super close. That's what I said. Uh, <laughs> then we've got Senna, 41, Verstappen, joint fifth with 41, and Alonso with 32. You, you had three, three of the top seven standing on the podium. Oh, who'd have known that? Uh, right, next next part. Red Bull hits 100 wins a century. Mm. They're fifth in the most winning team. Can you name the top four win- most winning teams? Uh, Ferrari, Mercedes. Yep. yep. Williams. Yep. McLaren. Yeah, that's it. You named four. Yeah. Now, what, in what order are they? Who has the oh, most? Ferrari will have the most. Yeah. Next most? Mercedes? No. Um, Williams? No. McLaren, that's what I said. McLaren? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Who is third most? Mercedes is third Mercedes, most. Williams yeah, that's what I said. Most. Yeah, and yeah, then exactly. uh, Williams. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Red yeah. Bull. So, yeah. Ferrari 242, McLaren 183. Mercedes 125, Williams 114, uh, Red Bull 100%. Now, of those, Red Bull has the highest win rate at 28%. 
second highest. I'm sorry, no, Mercedes has the highest win rate, 44%. That's fucking wild. 44.8% win rate. Red Bull, 22.1 or 28.1. Ferrari, 22.8. Um, McLaren, 19.6% win rate. And Williams, a 14.4% win rate. Oof. Mercedes have never been that dominant, though. They've only won like half the races they've ever fucking entered. <laughs> uh, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Like, I think now watching Max win all these races, I'm like, I'm bored. But I don't know. Going back to thinking when Lewis and Mercedes were winning everything as well, it's just like, I don't remember being this bored then. Maybe I was. Mm. Maybe I was just too busy being stressed at fucking work, sitting there saying "fucking Mercedes" yet again. <laughs> I was I just like, know. "How do we? How do we beat them?" It's like, well, we can't get any more engine power. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I don't so know. you lot were trying to figure out how to beat them. I was sitting there trying to figure out how to bring them down. Like you know, how do I put it's a okay. virus on their system? How do I Photoshop Toto's head onto a inconspicuous <laughs> oh photo God. that I can use to blackmail them? Sort of thing, you know. Oh my god! I'm gonna send sleeper agent Bianco's bistros to park up outside fucking Bricksworth. Yeah. Give them the sketchy baguette. Give give uh, all them engineers the dodgy meatballs. Yeah. Oh hell! But uh, why don't we move on to our uh, next little segment, there, brother? What do we got? Oh, is this uh? Random, random. On the ball, two for two tonight. I'm pressing the right Nailed buttons. It. They work. Oh. Nailed it. So, Nailed yeah. it. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Random fandom. Uh, basically, just to spice things up a little bit, we uh, randomly select a team to do like a book report on after every race. Now, uh, I managed to pick Alpine. Uh, for the Canadian Grand Prix, which probably fucking explains a lot mm-hmm. why it went so fucking badly for them. It seems to be a recurring theme now that whoever I get, <laughs> I curse. Um, so we'll, <laughs> well, we, we need to go back and check the tally of this as well and see if there's any correlation there. It's it, mate, do it. You will find it. Um, yeah, Alpine. So I can pretty much sum up Friday. It was a fucking nightmare. Both cars had reliability issues. Uh, Saturday wasn't exactly much better for Mr. Gasly, who was unfortunately blocked by the Spanish Inquisition during Q1. Um, they are having talks with the EU members in Brussels to try and resolve that. <laughs> uh, Ocon shithoused his way into P6 in the end in qualifying, so not too bad. Um, yet again, uh, Pierre Gasly must have broken a bunch of fucking mirrors or something uh, because... As soon as he pitted, walked under ladders. Yeah, he walked under a ladder on the way to the Geneva Convention hearing. Um, tried to undercut everyone with an early stop, and then thanks to George Terrorism Russell, uh, <laughs> lost out because of the safety car, and then just basically fucking sat in twelfth for most of the afternoon. After that, uh. um, Ocon finished eighth, unable to pass the Williams rocket ship. Um, and I've put a note here saying I think he was very lucky not to get meatball flagged for that uh, rear, rear wing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of it really for them. So Alpine, they're just sort of sitting fifth in the standings with like 44 points. They're like 80 behind Ferrari and then 30 in front of McLaren or whatever. They're just No man's of, land. Yeah, they're, they're just like, mid. Yeah, they are basically mid. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Mm. Dude, like honestly, if that rear wing came off, that could have been a huge shunt around a track like that. Imagine like in the uh, exit of turn nine, like the old Kubitz's spot where he clashed uh, in the, yeah, yeah. With the Toyota. Fucking hell. There's some big ones around here. Oh, but- I've got some more information. Sorry to add to the random fandom Ooh. that someone in chat has just reminded me of. Uh, mm. they're one of their major f- sponsors, Binance, wherever it's called, Binance, Binance is getting uh, investigated for fraud. So very suiting for this yeah. podcast. Very haunting. Yeah. Hey, F1's wackiest rumors. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, <laughs> if, one of, if one of your sponsors hasn't been investigated for fraud, they're, they're not, not even trying. Yeah, they're not even you know, not the real F1 sponsor. Oh my god. Yeah. So I had McLaren, and somebody asked me, why don't we ever do Red Bulls so we can curse them if we have... That's the whole point of random fandom is that we have to give a report card on a team that we didn't just work for in the last year or two. So, I mean, it's really uh, simple the- as well, because for this fucking season, what do you want to do? A report on Red Bull? They won the race. Well done. You can just fucking copy mm. and paste that for all the races so far. They've done a great job. Smashed it. <laughs> Cheers, lads. Yeah. Piss on that. Piss on that. So I had a McLaren. FP True, FP2, meh. Like not really much to say. Free practice three in the wet. They weren't very impressive. Uh, if Norris had put his sectors together, he would have been top three on the sheets. So that was kind of I was like, okay, okay, go off. Uh, Quali P seven and Piastri P nine. Piastri also decided to fit a new rear of his car because he decided to rip it off into the wall. Um, that was not particularly great. But um, P seven P nine and qualifying. Now in the race, uh, they were P seven and P eight. They were promoted due to penalties. Nice. Um, they do a bit of wheel-to-wheel, the two of them, throughout the race, which I was like, go on, lads. Go on, lads. And it's really hard to say what the McLaren's race pace is because there was, they, they were just in trains. Like, that's how this was. If you didn't have a huge pace advantage, you couldn't overtake. And that's it. Um, I could have missed this, but it looks like around the, the stop sequence, it looks like they left Piastri out to dry. Um, so they box Norris. Um from P9 to cover Stroll, but Piastri's a couple seconds behind Norris, and they just leave him out, then box him behind Stroll. I might have missed some context, but realistically, they should have boxed Piastri like five laps earlier to cover Stroll, unless they're like, there's no way we'll get to the end. But looking at all the other cars, I think they could have gotten to the end. They converted a P7, P8 grid to a P9 and P12 result. Uh, Then Norris gets a five-second penalty for unsporting behavior, for making a gap under the safety car so that they could stack without losing too much time in the stop. And I'm not sure what the precedents are for that, but it seems like a very odd penalty characterization. And I'm not sure. So if you know more about this or the history of this type of backing up people under a safety car, leave a comment uh, or at us on Twitter. But do you, do you have any thoughts on the history of the backing up cars under the safety car so you can stack? I feel we have seen that before. And I think we've seen it before with. Mercedes, when Bottas was still there, I can't remember what year or race, so I'm sorry, but there was definitely some chatter where there, someone was like, mm, Bottas is slowing people a bit unnecessarily there, so they could double stack. Oh, someone was saying Jeddah 2021 it was. So, okay. Yeah, it, I, but I don't remember anything happening because of it. I don't know. Maybe they, I can't remember if they did or not, but yeah, no, I, I've seen it happen before, but I don't, can't remember if he got a penalty for it. Yeah, I I don't know, but that's but that's it's not an unsporting penalty, and I think they should get some professional stewards. <laughs> that's us. it. Full stop. Yeah, us. No, but 
I think is that is that all in the report cards? I'm I'm happy with the report cards today. Yeah, Alpine mid. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, McLaren. Yeah, not impressed. They're 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 having some glimpses, like they're trying to turn it around. I think they are, but it's it's not quite there yet. I'm I'm happy for Daniel Ricciardo not having to drive that thing around this year, though. Make the bag, hang out on TV. Mm. But uh, yeah, why don't we move on to hit it. Fraud watch. What are we saying? Who's who's your nomination for fraud watch this week? Alpha uh, Tauri, bang, fuck bomb. it. I'm not even hanging around anymore. Bang, Alpha Tauri, right. you're in there. Now I'm not gonna be nuanced and sort of go into the drivers and individual performances, but as an yeah. organization and everything about them, after the result this weekend, they are now sitting at the bottom of the constructors table. Um, what the fuck is going on with that team? And uh, yeah. F1's wackiest rumors, theories, and conspiracies on this episode of The Fraud Files. Okay. You know know? what I'm going to say? You know what I'm going to say? Do it. Just go for it. I have have seen allegations that Red Bull have stolen AlphaTauri's wind tunnel time. (laughs) If you... If you literally think that, go watch fucking WWE. I swear to God, some of you people need to touch grass. Call your parents, tell them hi if you've got them. If not, call a friend, talk to somebody, get some fucking help. Seriously. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. That's it. Yeah. Actually, the, the truth is, we're siphoning money from Alpha Towery uh, from some software that I left installed, and uh, we're using it to fund our Traeger grills. And our meats from our local butchers. Yeah, how much is a Traeger? It's like a grand. So we siphoned a whole grand off of Alpha Tower. We still haven't bought you a Traeger yet. No, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, if somebody from Traeger Grills ever listens to our podcast, that'd be fucking hilarious. I just love that shit. I don't know if I even. I don't even know if I want one now after all this. After yeah. all this fucking hawking it for free. I don't even know if I want it anymore. I'll just fucking raffle it. You know what I'll do with it? I'll drive it to fucking Marinello in the back of the panda and deliver it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to smoke salmon tomorrow night after uh, the karting race. I've got the motor mouth karting race tomorrow. I think Jimmers is going to be there. Tom and Aldous might be there. And uh, it's like a two and a half hour race. And I'm getting assigned a team of people that I don't know. So we're going to vibe out and have a good time. So, yeah. Uh, If you're in, uh, was it, what's the one in Northampton? Uh, Witten Mill. Yeah, we'll be up there. It's a good track. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know it, so I'm just going to be like figure it out. Hopefully somebody knows the track and can qualify because I'm mid. Um, just YouTube my, it. Yeah, fine. Uh, my fraud watch is whoever does the fucking racetrack safety barriers. You guys are fucking dorks. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, that was that was stupid. Like, just trying to justify being there. Just stop. Just fucking give up. Don't... I don't know what you're doing. Make people do 90 degree turns to get back onto the fucking track. Yeah, that was that was pure stupidity. But I think it's time for the next segment. What do you think? Go. Oh, you think who's a good boy? I am. I'm a good boy. Ooh, Injimo Good Boys, where we just give somebody a little bit of uh, some respect for the weekend. And who do you have for your engine mode good boy this week? Well, chat, listeners. Blake is asking me that question because I've left my uh, entry blank in the show notes and it's because 
I want us all to be together and while we do this live and we can all share a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to give my Engine Mode Good Boy Award uh, for this week to the Ferrari strategists. It has been a long time coming to FOSI, but this race, you were <sighs> on the up. It wasn't actually terrible. They actually competently did their job, and I'm proud of them, and I'm proud of you for sticking by that team for so long without guys, self-harming. You know what? I'm pretty sure both of the, the, the calls for the strategy were to box onto the safety car, and the drivers were like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get that Fiat Panda bot. We need to, we're not taking them an apology letter. We're sending them a, a, a car CVs. full of self-help books. Yeah, We're going to go oh. fucking give them our CV. Uh, uh, oh, my God. You fucking troll. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to put some respect out there for, again, I think it's the second time. No, I haven't. Is this our first Alex Alba on Engine Mode Good Boy? Fuck, man, he's, uh, yeah, he's, could be. he's, he's impressing me. And I, I knew, like, going up against Max early on in that car was fucking difficult because he had that car figured out. But the, the, the post-Red Bull Alex Albon, I, I, hope he's, I hope he's doing well because he's driving really fucking well. Super fucking nice guy. And um, I hope they can at least take that team, make some, continue to make some improvements in it because it's not a quick team. And as Val said, they're way behind on all their software and tools and everything else. But um, he deserves good stuff, man. He's a good dude, and he's driving the fucking shit out of that thing. And we, we know it's not a fast car. So, respect. Yeah. Pick yourself up, Alex Alvin. Yeah. Um, so... What do we have? We we've talked about this a couple of times. When are we going is next week the week that we start our iRacing league? Unfortunately, I'm leaving for Liverpool once again. No work calls. <sighs> yeah, so imagine I'm, imagine having a salary. Oh, this, I'm fucking over it. Honestly, hey, I what? don't I don't care if my manager's listening. I don't care if people I work with are listening. I'm fucking overworking for a living. <laughs> I'm 35. Can I not just retire already? I'm done. <laughs> No, you lazy fuck. Um, uh, hey, what's up with your company car? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Real uh, quick. He's being resolved tomorrow. So the, what, original, what? the original vehicle is uh, coming. I'll put it on Twitter later. But yeah, the, the uh, vehicle is coming corrected tomorrow. So yeah. yeah. Well, what happened? Can we talk about that? Uh, I don't know yet because I don't know of the original, where the origin of the original vehicle has come from. Understood. I, I think so, it could be a bit hot, if you know what I right. mean. I think I've been right. delivered a hot car that I shouldn't have been. <laughs> right. So why don't we uh, we'll revisit this later once we've uh, cleared up the situation? But uh, yeah. oh man, uh, can't forget about that. Um, okay. So Dan's off for work. Uh, we're going to. Um, I'm going to try and do some eye racing next week. Uh, I need to get my review video up for this. Also, steering wheel and pedals and stuff. I've been sitting on it, but I wanted to use them in anger. I didn't want to just give you guys a crap review. Um, so they sent me some stuff, and I've been loving it. I've absolutely been loving it, and it's probably um, super huge bang for the buck. Um, I got the R9 V2 wheelbase, the GS V2 steering wheel, and the um, SP pedals. They're fucking awesome. Load cell brake pedals, W. So, uh, yeah. Why don't we call it a night here? 
I'm not sure if we're going to record an episode next week, are we? Are we taking a week off? Uh, I don't know. Well, who knows? Watch this space. Maybe. Yeah, watch this space. We'll, uh, we'll let you know on Twitter and the Instagram and everything else like that. But, um, yeah. Um, don't shop at Morrison's. Support your local butcher. I supported my local butcher with four kilos of brisket last week. It was spectacular. Uh, I'm going to go get a... I will say, though, I got a a chicken while the in-laws were here. I got a whole chicken. Guess how much it costs from the local butcher. Oh, I don't really know what chicken prices are like at the minute. Uh... It was it was fucking 12 pounds for a, a normal full-size chicken. Like, that's like six quid at Tesco. Yeah, seven, six, six fifty seven quid for like the organic one or the... Yeah. Yeah. What but... the fuck is a kilogram? You see, if you're buying a chicken from Tesco, where does it come from, mate? What's, who's touched it? What's it been? What's it gone through? Go to your local butcher who has lovingly picked that chicken out of a field and said, and yeah, ripped Blake, his fucking head off. <laughs> yeah, Blake, Blake will have that. He's um, loaded it into an RPG. Yeah. He's carefully, lovingly aimed it at Max and Staffan's car. He's fired oh. it. He's put it through the brake ventilation system. He's pulled it out and he said, yeah, I'll sell this now. 12, 12 quid. Bosh. Yeah, it was, it was lovely, but I mean, that's super expensive chicken. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to take care because, um, yeah, unlike you, I don't have a full-time job or full-time salary right now. Oh, I'm, I'm, on grind, I'm on that grind, bro. I'm on that grind. Don't worry, we're going to be rich because everyone's going to put five euros, five dollars, five pounds into a letter Address it to oh, us. Chuck it out to the a window. Brick. Yeah, tie it to a brick. Yeet it. And it's like when kids write the letters to Santa and put them in the post box, they always find their way to the North Pole. Oh, holy. Mm. We're like the Poundland version of Father Christmas. <sighs> so why don't we, um, your butchers, give them some love. Yep. Moms, dads, grands. Yep. Everybody. Yep. Um, checking on your mates. Uh, Check in on yourself. Uh, ladies, check for lumps. Men, check for lumps. You know where. Uh, what else is there? Uh, brush your teeth twice a day. And That's uh, good advice. Yeah, I don't know what else can I say. Uh, quit your jobs, fuck it. 